1: Hello and welcome back to the Prep to Pro NBA Draft podcast. My name is Ben Pfeiffer and today we have part two of our median outcome board discussion which we started on Monday, ranking ranking prospects 1 to 30 based on their median outcome and discussing. We're going to finish up our final tiers in this episode and do our normal catching eye nice stuff. And before we get started, uh, next week we are going to have a mailbag episode. So if you have not and if you wish to, submit questions to the tweet that we posted on the prep to pro Twitter, which is at prep2propod. So you, if you submit a question there, you have a chance to be on that episode and have us answer your question. So without further ado, uh, let's get into the episode. I'd like to take a second to talk about Armchair and Prep2Pro's title sponsor, BetOnline.ag. With NASCAR, UFC, and golf back, BetOnline has hundreds of games and events to bet on. Make sure to sign up before the NBA and MLB come back later this summer. They have live and simulated sports as well as a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge you can enter for free. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device to check out the action. BetOnline is your online wagering solution. All right, so you actually have two more tiers, I believe, and I only have one more, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of encompass all like neutral to minus rotation guys just because I didn't see enough separation. Uh, like there wasn't a point of separation. I saw to to make a, a tier delineation. So, so, so my next ten, my last ten guys are Maladon, Sadiq Bey, Aaron Nee Devin Dotson, Leandro Balmoro, Killian Tilly, Isaiah Joe, Isaiah Joe, Tyshawn Alexander, Malachi Flynn, Jaden McDaniel's, and R.J. Hampton.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, so my next tier, which is my neutral and negative rotation players, is just five of those guys. It's Maladon, Nee Smith, Nico Mannion, uh, who you don't have. Uh, Josh Green, who we already discussed, and Sadiq Bay. Um, so, I, I mean, the common theme with these guys is that they're all just—they're really good shooters, except for for Green. Um, I'm just like—I think shooting gives you—you know—it's—it's it's a really valuable commodity. Of course, um, these guys don't have much more other than shooting. Um, you know, I kind of—I kind of wonder if like Bay should maybe be a little higher, just because of the fact that he's. I'm not really a wing, but like is ostensibly a wing slash forward and how just if you can shoot at that position, it's a little more right than than the other guys. but I also I just think the other guys are are better players. Um, Neesmith. Smith, I mean, we've gone in depth on this in the past, not much more to him than the shooting, but he is a very good shooter. Uh, and that just I think gives you a certain floor, especially with his movement capability, just I think probably being the best movement shooter in the class. Uh, and having genuine gravity as a movement shooter um i think there's there's certainly value in that just the other stuff um is bad enough that i i think at his median is probably like a slight minus or something like that um i mean similar story with with maladon i guess like has some secondary creator chops uh but just really pretty limited athletically pretty atrocious defender um but you're buying him as 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 a good level shooter is a guy who can pass a bit uh just you know like an nba combo guard probably not one who's very good but you know someone who's in your rotation and you feel fine about it um similar similar story with nico honestly um definitely more confident in him as as a passer uh but i mean i i really buy his off ball game that's kind of why i'm higher on him and most people are, I think he's a really genuine plus off the ball. And I think that's going to sustain, but what, you know, the level of off the dribble shooter that he is you know, kind of determines if he's somewhere from low end starter slash positive rotation to negative rotation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand why someone wouldn't have Nico top 30 on a normal board or a median board, but just thinking that like, I'm, I'm pretty confident in his off the ball game, making him, him a rotation player at least.
1: Yeah, and Nico, like I said, is my main great Someone who, like, when I initially made the board, I didn't include in my honor of mention, but someone who should be in my honor of mentions and was an oversight, so I've moved him into that. But, yeah, I mean, just, like, I, at, at his median, I'm not confident enough in the pull-up shooting to where he's really valuable as, like, a actual rotation player. I just really don't have a lot of belief in him there with his inability to get to the rim. And I think even if defensively he's technically pretty good um, – I I just at his size I, I worry a lot about his ability to be really impactful. I mean I, I could see it if the shooting is really good, but again was probably our biggest disagreement here.
0: I mean, but that that's why yeah. I have him in the in the neutral to negative rotation part of the year. We, we,
1: yeah, which again I mean I, I mean even though like. Like they're not on the board. Like the actual degrees of separation between like neutral to negative, and then off the board is really not very, not yeah. very wide.
0: At this so. stage, this is where it flattened yeah. out a lot for me. Like yeah. I yeah. like um I think after after Riller, it was it was pretty tough for me where there was a, there were a lot of guys I was considering. Yeah. I was going way down my actual board to consider some people. Um, so th- this I think is definitely where it flattens out a bit.
1: Yeah, and that's pretty much the reason why I had a whole only one, only only one fourth tier of ten. I I just couldn't find a real separation point between these guys where I felt confident in saying these are neutral and and, and these are neutral minus guys. And the, the one guy I think I'm a little higher than you on is I mean like like a tier higher on a couple spots is Dotson, who I see kind of similarly to Kyra, but just not as exciting. Someone who probably is going to shoot spot ups, and because of his burst is gonna be able to get to the rim and attack close as an off ball guard. But 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 unlike Kyra, I think it's point is smaller. Probably not gonna be as good a shooter as Kyra at his median. Not going to be as good a defender as Kyra at his median. Don't think he's gonna be as good a passer as Kyra at his median. But again, someone who's gonna be able to have rim pressure and that's that that's gonna have some rotation value in itself in my opinion. Just someone who's gonna be able to put constant pressure on the rim and hopefully hit a spot up once in a while. But again, being a small guard and and having that as your role, I mean, being like like an off ball, close out, attacking, small point guard is it's it, it's a difficult value proposition. But again, one at this range where it, it gets flat, and a lot of these guys are, are 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 bad at this point, especially if they're medians. So
0: yeah, I'm not I'm not much lower than you on on dots in this because I mean I guess I should move on to my final tier now, which is like minus rotation, which is Bomarou, RJ Hampton, Malachi Flynn. Devon Dotson, Tyler Bay, Jaden McDaniels, Robert Woodard, and Alexei Pogoshevsky. Um, so with Dotson, yeah, I just think like at his median, can shoot spot-ups fine, no pull-up game. Uh, I can lower, I think, on the rim pressure just because I think at his median, he's probably not a very good finisher. Uh, one position guard defender, but he's so small that maybe even like some bigger ones will give him trouble. Um, so yeah, I just think a guy who, who at his median – Probably you know fringe rotation, but I think definitely a negative. Uh, just because I mean it's it's just a, t- a tough archetype with him.
1: Absolutely. Single. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll go with Bomaro, a guy who both of us are really high on in our normal boards, but a lot lower on here. And because Bomaro is really a true a true high end outcome guy with with betting on his on ball creation. Because I mean at at his medium at his median, he's probably not the level of on-ball creator he needs to be to, to add value there. And if if Fomaro is forced to play off the ball, um, his value drops a lot. Um, as someone who is probably not not a great shooter at his median, someone who's getting able to dribble and pass but still has issues with burst and, and strength and getting all the way there, and and someone who just isn't given the full on-ball responsibility and just isn't able to, to add a lot of value there. Still going to be a great point-of-attack defender Someone's gonna add value there and probably probably a pretty good defender as median, but I I worry a lot with the offense and I suspect you did as well. I mean as considering you lowered him as much as you did from from your normal board.
0: Yeah, I lowered him from what was it ten
1: to twenty-three? Yep, eleven um, to twenty-four for me.
0: Yeah, and I honestly like I could have dropped him out of the top thirty even. I just I mean the reason I kept him in still in this range is because I think he's such a good point of attack defender. Like, I think he's a pretty outlier good point of attack defender, and I'm confident in that, almost, yeah. no matter what. Um, so I mean, if you just throw that alone into an NBA rotation, like that has some value. Um, but I mean, obviously, that's like a very specialized thing. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe I, I even could have had him a few spots lower. I just like I I'm you it know it's tough to think what he is offensively at his median. Like, is he is he like a almost passable uh, spot-up shooter because I could, I could definitely see that, in which case, like, he's, like, a pretty bad offensive player, but you can survive with him on the floor, and then he's a really imposing point-of-attack defender. And that's not a great player, but, like, it's probably someone you can have in a rotation. And, I mean, honestly, the guy that – like, it was really tough for me with between him and RJ Hampton.
1: Yeah, I was going to say.
0: Where, where, like, I guess Hampton at his median is, like – some sort of bench creator type, but I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that he's what he is at at his, you know, 50th percentile outcome. Um, It's probably not very good, but just, I I mean, talking about rim pressure guys like that, like RJ Hampton is a guy who can penetrate the defense and that has some value. Uh, But yeah, I mean, another guy that I definitely could have had uh even lower it's just the guys the guys I, I i have below in the same tier you know i think are maybe i mean a little i'm like mildly more confident in them as nba players but i'm not not enough for me to pass on the guys who have actual outlier skills especially in the case of, of Bomaro where like the point of attack defense is actually a very valuable skill
1: yeah and for i mean for rj hampton was again like, like the the other guy who i dropped way down from my actual board. I mean, 30th, the last guy on this board, down from 14 on my normal board. So someone who, again, I, I think it is medium, he's an atrocious defender. Absolutely still a nightmare defensively. And again, someone who's going to be a creator, but I struggle with how much he can really do on the ball because I don't think he's going to be a pull-up shooter at his median Spot up, hopefully passable again. But I, I, I again, similar-ish to Dotson, but, like, slightly different with just value of rim pressure. but
0: Yeah, I think think that similar equation to Dotson seems like a reasonable way to frame it. But I think I I buy him as a rim pressure guy a lot more than Dotson, I think is –
1: I think I do as well, but I and, do struggle with the other things. And so much he
0: more. doesn't have to defend point of attack, unlike Doug. that's yeah, that's true. But again, I think he's going to be disastrous off yeah. the ball as well. So. No, that that's that's definitely true.
1: Which means which is on, which might even be worse. I mean,
0: yeah, no, no, I mean, no yeah, you, yeah. You, I mean that that's definitely fair. Yeah. I, mean, I have no
1: confidence in that defense. I mean, maybe at a high end outcome, he puts on muscle and he really learns, and he's like approaching neutral. But. I mean,
0: yeah, not in this median. So moving on to the next guy, I think it's my biggest riser in Malachi Flynn, rising from forty to twenty five. Um, just like, I mean, he's a small point guard, but I don't know. I'm pretty confident in him. He's really like, good. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. Like I, of the backup point guards, I'm I'm most confident in him. That's why he's yeah. he's the only one who makes my top thirty of those sort of mid second backup point guards but yeah i mean i don't i don't think he'll be a, he'll be very good um but i don't mean that as a slight like i i think you know if you're if you're searching for that guy in the early to mid second round who is just like a pretty steady backup point guard like most backup point guards are not positive rotation players like yeah. if if you're shooting for that guy malachi flynn is the one to get like you're good i think you will get an nba player with him
1: yeah I mean Flynn has a lot of bankable skills I mean he's gonna be a good shooter he's gonna shoot pull-ups I mean he's maybe the best pick and roll like has some of the best pick and roll craft in the class gonna be a gonna be able to run pick and rolls all the time against bench units I mean probably not going to be a great finisher gonna be a good good passer but nothing incredibly special and then defensively probably not going to be great either but again yeah. I like For a bench point guard, someone who's going to be a great shooter, a great pick and roll orchestrator—that's like a fine rotation player. And again, someone who—I mean, I'm higher on him in my normal board. I moved him up from uh, let me find it um, from 31 to 28, so not much, but still. Yeah, and the I'm confident in there.
0: The reason that he is is my preference in general to Cassius Winston. Um, and and in this exercise is just, he's a much less disastrous defensive player than Cassius is. Um, and I, I, I don't think like, I mean, maybe a little worse as an overall offensive player. Like Cassius is a, is a very brilliant pick and roll passer and, and a really ridiculous shooter, but Malachi Flynn is so good at those things too. While being a, a much less disastrous defensive player, even yeah. though he's also a small one. I mean,
1: he, I mean, he, I mean, Malachi is genuinely like a, like a smart team defender. I mean, he, yeah, he I mean, was initially I mean, sound. He makes plays. He's good at the nail, even. But he yeah, he's I mean, a good he, defender this yeah, year. He's not
0: a good defender in the NBA. But yeah. uh, but he probably won't be like totally horrific. I mean, he's
1: pretty magnitudinally better than Cassius, I think, especially yeah. for I mean, for his projection where Cassius is going to be disastrous and. And and Malachi has a pretty solid chance to be like just just normal bad, mm. yeah. I think we should move on to my to the next guy who I had in my board. Oh, I'm pretty sure you didn't have, which is Killy and Tilly. And mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure what to do with Tilly because the obvious elephant in the room being the injuries, which I factored in somewhat, but assuming he he's a guy who like plays at all i think in his medium he's like a at least a positive rotation player because i mean just with his with the versatility he's going to have offensively as as a big man i mean he's probably gonna he's gonna shoot gonna have some passing utility defensively that's where that's where he's probably not going to be very good um at at his median especially if, if injuries keep on keep on uh hurting him yeah, I mean, someone I struggled with and someone who could very easily be off this list, but I I just have enough faith in his in his skill set and his intelligence to have here.
0: I put Tilly in my honorable mention because um, I just kind of think the expectation with him has to be that injuries derail him, uh, which really sucks. But I, I I mean, I considered him, threw him in the honorable mention. if If, you know, he ends up being healthy, I think definitely... NBA or not definitely, but really good shot to be an NBA rotation player. But I'm I'm just really really worried about about the injury. Oh, S- um, so worried. Yeah, so I, I I couldn't put him in here when my expectation is kind of that yeah. he's going to be derailed by. That's injuries. fair.
1: That, yeah, that's totally fair. And I mean, I rattled that. Out. I think the, yeah. the last guy that we had the same was Jaden McDaniel's. Who I think I think of him as like a pretty small range of outcomes guy as well. Not someone who has a ton of who has a ton of variance in, in what he's gonna be at his median. Someone who doesn't really have any on ball utility, um, but should hit spot ups and be able to attack closeout somewhat. Should should be a fine defender again. Like, but I mean, probably neutral ish, maybe below. Uh, and just like not someone who's like six foot eight and not gonna totally be disastrous is is someone who can find a slot in the rotation. Uh, but like, just not not a very exciting prospect. Not someone who's going to be able to do any creation or or anything really spectacular for that matter.
0: Yeah, the final four guys in my tier, I almost turned into a, another tier because uh, they're like big wing <laughs> forwards. And I've got so I've got in order: Tyler Bay, Jaden McDaniels, Robert Woodard, and Alexi Pokoshevsky. Um So I kind of think they're all like you know big wing slash forwards who won't be very good, but will probably hang around the NBA. And what came into play here definitely was positional scarcity um, and just sort of the idea of what they are at pl- as players. But, I mean, to talk about Jaden specifically, yeah, I mean, I think at, at his median, shoot spot-ups well enough, close out attacker. Like, unlike some of the guys that we've talked about, like earlier as, as sort of fake shooters, even though I don't think the percentages will be very good. Jaden, like he'll definitely have a quicker trigger than a lot of those guys. Uh, and then just have some value as a defensive playmaker, uh, overall, probably a pretty negative player, like just not, not especially good on either end, but someone who like would be in consideration for a rotation on on the right team, just because of like vague positional scarcity. Um, and then I mean Tyler Bay, I, I had him one spot. I had him first of, of this group of guys because I think he, he definitely is the one with standout skills just as a help defender. So brilliant in that regard. Definitely of these guys more of a big man. Um, but I just think at, at his at his median, probably can shoot spot ups well enough, like definitely in that fake shooter group, but shoots them well enough to you, you can justify having him on the floor on offense. Um, and then just as a defensive playmaker, you uh, has some genuine value there, but really a pretty negative offensive player. Yeah. Although as opposed to these other guys, like can really do some big man things. I think like you could use him as a role man. You could play it. Like he's, I mean, he's really small and skinny to play as a small five, but like, I guess you could play him in that role. Um, but yeah I just think I think he's a guy who probably sticks around in the nBA uh not overly positive but but yeah. sticks around because of you know I, I, I he's it's it's tough to find guys at six seven who are like very good athletes and that uh instinctual and smart yeah
1: I had as an honorable mention just because I worry. I think more than you do about his offense mm-hmm. beyond the shooting, which just what like I just really think he's going to be a quite bad offensive player. Yeah, even he's his is really hole. good. Yeah, I mean he's not he doesn't he's not gonna pass. I'm not that confident in the shot. I maybe put him like 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 a notch below fake shooter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, and, and, and defensively he's gonna be very good, but I think not like not good enough in my opinion. But I mean, I don't I mean know, but you
0: were you you yeah. giving like benefit of the doubt to Xavier Tillman as a shooter, which I feel like you kind of got to do that with Bay as well.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's going to, yeah, that's true. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's true. But, but again, I worry more about the rest of the offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a bad offensive player, I think. Like, I think he's going to be a
1: seriously bad offensive player. Like, as with Tillman, my argument is there's ways to compensate for that to, to, mm-hmm. to really extract value with, with Bay. I don't think there is. Or, or at least not, not as significant ones. So Yeah. So the last two guys I had that you didn't have were Isaiah Joe and Tyshawn Alexander. Um, other Tyshawn, um, just like a solid 3 and D off guard. I mean, someone who's I mean, really not, not that complicated. Someone who's going to be a good spot-up shooter can do some off movement and some pull-up maybe a little bit. Um, probably not going to be anyone who really does much creation. Defensively going to be good off the ball. Uh, really great mover, not perfect, going to give up some penetration, maybe not the best off ball, and his strength is going to hurt him, but someone has utility there as like a back-end rotation guy. And, and then Joe, someone who I just have a lot of confidence in as a shooter, um, and is going to be able to make, make some utility of his, of, his, of his passing, maybe a little bit of creation, but going to probably, even though he's very smart, probably not going to be a great defender, or even a good defender because of his strength issues. And that's also going to hurt him on offense. If he really can't do anything inside the arc, but again, just so- someone who, who, who confidence is a shooter has as late in this, like neutral, some minus rotation guy, so, so someone with his shooting and skills is, I think has enough to stick, but not be really meaningful at his median.
0: Yeah. Tyshon was one of my hardest omissions. He's in my honorable mention. Um, yeah, I, I he'd like be in this tier. I think just we cut it off at thirty, so he didn't make it. Yeah. Isaiah Joe, I adore Isaiah Joe. However, I don't think that he has an NBA caliber body at his median. Like I, I like I really like him as a guy that you take and you you know bring him into your program, get him in an NBA strength and conditioning program, and try to turn his body into something that's viable. Try to turn him into a guy who's not like sub ten half court rim frequency. Um but I I don't think the expectation can be that his body gets to a point where he's actually an NBA rotation player. Um and that doesn't really that doesn't make me like like even accounting for that, I really love Isaiah Joe. Like I've got him around the the end of the first. Um, But yeah, I mean, I my expectation just wouldn't be that his his body is at a level that's that's good enough to be in an NBA rotation at all. Um, now, I mean, getting to my last guys, um, Pogoshevsky, we already talked about, he's 30th. Um, so right before him, I have Robert Woodard, um, where it, it's kind of a similar story to Jaden, where not really any standout skills, but just as like a combo forward who has like an nba body he has plus athleticism like i think at his median probably shoots spot ups well enough just those guys are hard to come by and so to have one who's who's got like good size and length who's a, like a good athlete and um you know it's just non disastrous on either end of the floor i think is a guy who sticks around in the league you know, a, a, another guy who probably looks a lot more valuable on a basketball reference page than he ever will in reality. But those guys are are coveted. There aren't that many of them, and so if you can get one who even can just like soak up a few minutes, w- you know, with a pulse, I think that's that's yeah. worthwhile. And I kind of think that's where Woodard fits in. Um, where I, I'm not in love with him by any means, but I mean, getting a guy who's six seven and not terrible is worth something yeah
1: all right so i think we can move on to our honorable mentions mm-hmm. uh i'll start with mine we talked about i have nico and tyler bay in there we've talked about them and then i have aaron henry kind of in a similar school of thought to just like wing who's going to be survivable but i think is at his meeting going to be a really good point of attack defender should be a fine enough team defender probably like a, a good enough overall defender and then someone who probably uh, probably another fake shooter someone who doesn't have any versatility, hopefully can do a spot up occasionally, but someone who is a really good passer for, for a wing, and someone who can just like vaguely pass troubleshoot at his size with good defense. Again, like one of these guys that's going to be a fake pass shooter with at his size, but six foot six and has skills, gonna be a good defender, somebody who is useful um, off the bench. And then I have Skylar Mays, who, again, just just someone who's gonna who I could see being like fringe rotation with his shooting uh, has some real space creation, uh, the passing team defense, just lots of valuable skills that even if you really can't make any of them good enough to, to make up for his lack of size or, or, or athleticism is, is someone who's going to crack rotation. Uh, and then I had Trey Jones who I, I almost left off this honorable mention list, but I threw him on just cause I, I, I have, I have more faith in him improve re-improving his decision-making in a lower usage role and being like assuming some of the shooting strides he took a really real I mean he improved across the board and assuming he's he's a good enough shooter good enough shooter really positive guard defender someone again who's like back-end back-end rotation maybe not even uh, someone who you can slot in the point guard when, when guys get injured to, to, to suck with some minutes and then Jalen Smith who's shooting at his size Even if the defense is probably disastrous at his median, uh, probably not going to pass very much. But just someone with that shooting versatility and some perimeter utility at at six foot ten, someone who is someone you want as like your tenth or eleventh man, like in certain situations to roll out.
0: Yeah, I considered most most of those guys. So Henry, I considered, but opted not to just because a little small. Like I, I don't think he quite gets the benefit of the doubt that like the 6768 guys get of just like all right this guy fits the height that we want and like is breathing so we'll roster him <laughs> um but like I do I do like Aaron Henry um he'd be like fairly close to this but didn't quite make my honorable mention uh Skylar Mays did make my honorable mention um I just think that there are so many good scoring guards and have like some concerns about him as a defender, particularly an off ball guy who just like has a lot of lapses there. Um, it gets like, like he gets back cut a lot. Like, I think those are real problems that, that sort of hinder him and, and could, you know, keep him from being an NBA guy. But, but I do, I do believe in him for the most part as an NBA guy. Um, and do like him, you know, among the scoring guards, you know, just with a, a well rounded game on the whole. Um, I also, or I guess I'll, I'll I'll finish up with your guys. Um, Trey Jones, I I didn't really consider him. I probably should have, but I I just like don't like watching him at all. No, um, just, just being like a one position point of attack defender. Well, actually, that that's probably underselling him because like I don't know. Last year yeah, he, had mean, he had like he's good really good. Jericho, but, like, yeah, he's he is good. I just I really don't enjoy him, and he's like very much what i don't like in a backup point guard uh where he's he's just like very limiting um but i i he probably should have been honorable mention for me uh jalen smith didn't consider him wouldn't put him an honorable mention uh i think at his median the shooting is probably like positionally good but not like that special um and everything else is just so (laughs) lacking that being like a slight positional plus shooter i don't know man like i i don't think that's all that close to being a rotation player like he's fine but but definitely not on a median board not uh sniffing my my top 30 or even honorable mention um and then moving to my guys um i had cassius winston who we already talked about killian tilly who we already talked about Sean who we already talked about skyler and then probably my single toughest admission, I'm surprised you don't have him also is Nate Hinton. Um, Nate Hinton, really, really confident in him as a good defender. Um, I think the probably the concern is that he's only like six, four and a half, six, five, but he's so strong. And uh, the thing that we talked about in the past with him with the really um, outlier, like rebounding ability from a guard. Is that I think he can play up. I think he's a guy who can actually play on the wing. Um, so I I think that he's he's like a at least wing adjacent NBA player. And I'm I'm sorry I'm sort of delaying while I try to pull this up on synergy. But his <laughs> his spot up no dribble uh, numbers I think are pretty solid uh, over the last two years to the point where you'd kind of think that he's going to be a pretty capable spot-up shooter. Yeah, so his spot-up no dribble this year was uh, 73rd percentile. He shot uh, 58 E field goal percentage on those uh, on a pretty good volume. It was 100 possessions of those this year. So I think Nate Hinton, probably a pretty solid bet as a spot-up shooter and just has really, really high-level defensive impact for a guy that size. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm almost talking myself into him as as a guy who should be in the top 30 on a median board uh but i think just the lack of size is is a little uh it definitely holds him back there and i'm not too confident in his him as a shooter and like not confident in him as, a, as like a creator of course or like decision maker um but i mean i i like the combination of of spot up shooting and re- like really genuinely very very positive defensive impact from a guy that size
1: I'd like to take a second to talk about Armchair and Prep the Pro's title sponsor, BetOnline.ag. With NASCAR, UFC, and golf back, BetOnline has hundreds of games and events to bet on. Make sure to sign up before the NBA and MLB come back later this summer. They have live and simulated sports, as well as a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge you can enter for free. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device to check out the action. BetOnline is your online wagering solution. Yeah, I, I mean, he was a guy that I should have had as an honor of mention. I probably oversold how bad I think he I thought he was going to be offensively and the size. I mean, I my thoughts are similar to yours. I just, in my making this board, I, I worried more about the size and the offense just not being tenable as compared to a guy who's bigger and athletic who fits that size threshold. But yeah, I, I mean, Hitton's a guy who could very easily be on here and and like we said the the separation between like like 30 and like 50 here is is basically nothing and going on so there's a lot of guys who could be in here that that weren't yeah i think that's all we have for our median board so should we do do you have any catching eye guys guys that you've seen recently that you want to talk about
0: um i'm thinking about it maybe uh if you have one that that you definitely have in mind uh go for it
1: yeah i have a couple um my first one is Christian Vital, uh, senior guard at UConn, who I caught, uh, who I first like. I I've I seen him earlier in the year, but this was the first time I really paid attention to him. And uh, I mean, I'll start with the obvious. The obvious, haven't uh, dip challenge of him being a six foot two guard who isn't really a creator. <laughs> But, but again, I mean, he has a really unique skill set. Like, he's a really good shooter, um, almost 90% from the line, really high volume, high versatility. He shoots off movement, shoots pull-ups, is, has a really quick high release, someone who I have a lot of faith in as a shooter. And then defensively, he's really, really good. Quick feet mirroring, um, gets over screens. Active in passing lanes is really long. Um, according to Max, he has a nine foot five wingspan. <laughs> That's what Max told me. Max told me he has a nine five wingspan, which would be I think like plus thirty nine. <laughs> so I'm he's sure. like Taylor Horton Tucker 2.0. So I'm not sure about that mess uh, about that measurement. You can, you can verify with Max on on where he got that. But 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 he is long, and the length is impactful in the passing lanes. But again, just like. Like a, like a fringy back-end top 100 type of guy who I enjoy quite a bit. Like, probably not an NBA player with just being his size and, and lack of creation ability. But, like, if he's, like, a really good shooter and, like, positive guard defender, I mean, like we talked about, that's not a super valuable archetype, but, like, someone who could be, a, like, a good G-leaguer, Euro guy down the line, someone who I enjoy watching. And then my second uh, guy, um, um, we have another Bull versus Houston moment that I would like to invoke. <laughs> And then and that's um, Daniel OTuru versus versus Maryland who uh, there was some discussion about OTuru yesterday in amongst us draft Twitter folk. and I was like, you know what? I feel like torturing myself today. Let's go watch Jalen Smith versus. Uh, Daniel Oturu, and uh, I mean, to be fair, Jalen Smith actually had a pretty solid game in, in that one. Um, he was like out the whole time with foul trouble, but Oturu, I mean, despite him having like 28 and four blocks, is just so bad defensively. Like, he's like, like his pick and roll defense is just hilariously bad. I mean, uh, there were, I, I think, three instances where he played drop. In drop coverage, he was containing the ball, and then he sprinted back to like hug hug the roller, giving the giving the ball handler a free lane to the rim. That every time resulted in another layup or like a pass out for a three. And then there was one play where like he, he got way out of position as a team defender, and then his man Jalen Smith caught the ball. Um, Jalen Smith didn't pop. Oturu jumps anyway. Jalen Smith gets bullied. I think for two offensive rebounds. And if you're getting bullied by Jalen Sticks Smith. I
0: mean hey Jalen uh, Smith one time stonewalled Xavier Tolman in the post. He can actually he can generate leverage. Now I don't think that's really like to play for offensive his rebound. legs look like twigs. I mean but uh, yeah he is literally like, sticks.
1: For somebody for somebody who's like a rebounding specialist like we talked about, you should not be getting out rebounded by Jalen Smith. Twice in one possession. I, I mean, like, he, like, like Oturu like scored like like ha- had like a good face up scoring game, hit a spot up three or two. Um, like co- college big offense stuff. Still no passing. I, I mean, again, like in terms of like college game, fine. Like I, I, as a prospect, I mean, it's just so untenable. Like some some of the, some of like the status he gets, it it, it it's really not good.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell, like, the only thing that's actually appealing about him is kind of what you mentioned with the face-up scoring. Like, he can handle the ball a little bit. Like, he has a yeah. little bit of coordination. I but think
1: like, he probably shoots spot-ups, like, at a kind yeah. of like, fake spot-up shooter at his ceiling. I mean, because yeah, he yeah, I mean, has a release. If if you want a yeah, guy... mid-ranges.
0: If you want a guy w- w- with, like, some face-up scoring equity, I don't know, like, take Vernon Carey. Um, if... I just... I am yet to hear why... Daniel Oturu is like a better prospect than Marco Simonovic who is similarly productive and similarly bad at pick and roll defense. Marco can pass. Yeah. Marco is a really good on on the move passer and like is not, I don't think as bad of a pick and roll defender as as Oturu. Like he's very apathetic, but he, he has feel. No, no, Marco.
1: I mean, like there was the one, like, I I think it was like FNP. That game was just like nightmarish. For for Simonovich, but it, like in a lot of games, he's like not disastrous. Like he just like isn't anything special. But yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I, I, think I mean, about, defense is, is, is continually disastrous.
0: Yeah, I I don't really like. I mean, I understand the Ohturu thing. It's all about production, but like, I I I don't I don't know really that I've heard like an argument in favor of Ohturu based on like I guess qualitative analysis of what he does on a basketball
1: maybe if he's like out if he somehow becomes a really good center shooter
0: like yeah but like I mean he might be an okay one but I don't know why anyone would think that he's going to be a particularly good like I could see him being a fine center shooter um but yeah I mean it's just like the production argument I don't think is convincing to either one of us um and Oturu is like a perfect example of that (laughs) um all right i've got a couple i guess on the on the topic of low field big men uh just precious achua and reggie perry uh watching them this week like i don't understand some of the things that they do like they will run away from a guy with the ball and it's not entirely clear where they're going but they'll just like take off in the other direction um they're just like wildly low field players. And I mean, like, I, it's no one is campaigning for Reggie Perry in the lottery. So yeah. I, I,
1: I've I, I've seen him pretty high in, on some places.
0: Okay. That, but uh, I mean, it's a precious thing, man. It just, it's so wild to me. I mean, I guess he's an another production guy. And like, he has mobility that's impressive. But man, I mean, he has no clue what's going on around him i mean even even for people who like like him defensively like i get the mobility aspect of it like he's very large um he can move very very like intimidatingly fast in a straight line but yeah i mean i i just i think it's important not to overrate feel like you don't want to just be drafting i don't know like tyler bay or or like Tyrese Halliburton in like the top five because he's a brilliant basketball player. Um, T.J. Holyfield. Yeah, but like when you're when you're like that clueless and lacking in instincts, it's just that's a really tough sell to me. Like I, I, it just produces so many negative moments. Um, I think that's I'll say, really yeah. I'll tough. say
1: I'll say like quickly the conversation we had about Precious the Big versus Precious the Anything But a Big is relevant. Because I, I I think that the Yukon game, which I watched the other day for where I caught – where Vital caught my eye, is a – the at Yukon game is a pretty good um, indicator of, like, Precious the Big versus Precious the Not Big, where, like, Precious the Big has some really good moments on, on both ends, like, protecting the rim, like, playing passing lanes with his length, um, imposing, imposing moments as a role man. Even had, like, a DHO where he, like, faked the handoff and had a really nice backdoor pass. But again, but but then when you give him any sort of perimeter responsibility, when he's asked to attack closeouts or or create for himself on the perimeter, oh, okay. I think I'm not sure if this is a thing that you notice as well. But Precious is blocked way too often for a guy at his size in the UConn game by my by my count, he he was blocked six times. What? Yeah, that's he was, nuts. He was. Well, I mean, I could be counting wrong, but I believe he was blocked six times which that is insane for a guy with his level of tools.
0: And it's not um, like UConn is, like, a huge yeah, team either.
1: It, and that was the game where a Coca-Cola Coke, Coke got injured, uh, uh. like, in the first minute. And I'm pretty sure he, like, had a block on Precious early. I think multiple of Precious' blocks were, like, floater attempts.
0: Um, he takes the worst yeah. shots. Like, he takes the most insane shots. and And it's not like – like, Edwards takes awful shots. But they, like – they miss sometimes. They go in sometimes. But like Precious, like hits the corner of the backboard on his terrible shot. Like it's it's truly mind-boggling. And yeah, like the the awful floaters. Like oh my god. And he he just doesn't pass. He's just like miserable to watch. Um, and like yeah. I just cannot imagine taking him in the lottery. Yeah,
1: I mean I definitely get it more than Perry. I mean, cause, oh you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean again, like Precious is like a genuinely imposing athlete. Yeah. And, and, and I guess like I can definitely see utility as, as, as a five as like a second round project. And again, like I said, if a team's going to like use him exclusively as that five and like a good team wants to take him like the back end of the first I'm like, like that's fine. I think that's okay. I, I, I'm not going to yell at that, but I mean not totally not the lottery. Uh, I, yeah. I, I will yell at that.
0: <laughs> All right. Does that, does that do it for today, Ben?
1: I think that does it for today. Yeah. Um, not as long as recent ones, but pretty long. Um, so yeah, you, you can make sure to follow the pod at Prep2ProPod on Twitter. Um, a, a podcast name has been officially changed on, on Podcast outlets to the prep 2 NBA Draft Podcast. So that's kind of exciting. Um, you can follow me at Ben underscore Pfeiffer underscore. Follow Max at Max Lake Harlan. And oh, yes, um, we have timestamps now. So all episodes going forward, will be timestamped as many of you have requested. So we'll do that. And we are working on doing timestamps for older episodes. We're both a little busy and it takes time, but it's going to get done eventually. Uh, I promise uh, we'll have timestamps for those. But yeah, all new episodes, including this one will, will be timestamped. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're glad to provide that. So I think that's all, all right. That's all I have to say, unless you have any
0: final thoughts, words? Nope. Um... I don't know. Uh, I'll talk to you next week, Ben. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate or hiring someone to move
1: your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate.